let's pray. Who's oh, going to pray? Me. Okay, go ahead. Lord Jesus, please help me help the, the people in a book. Amen. Amen. Okay. Who else is going to pray? No, Hopi. Don't do that. I Stop. I could play. Hope, are you? No, I don't want to. Get down. Get down. This is too much for me. <laughs> Micah, are you going to pray? Dear God, please help me um, be able to get through school and play with the Kyles and they not be sick and everybody else not be sick and Evelyn not have a fever anymore. Um, Evelyn was your best friend one time. Is she still? Yeah. Let's see. And that this thing will be yummy. Um, that I can finally defeat a Ganon. That um, there's no more flooding. That the people that are in the flood aren't going to be hurt. And that we can go on a bike ride today. Amen. It's a good idea. Holy Spirit, I worship you. I come to you both in spirit and in tr truth and worship you. Sorry. <clears throat> There's so much going on right now god first i command my diaphragm to stop spasming in jesus name <laughs> oh, holy spirit just send your power right there send your power there in jesus name and then god i stretch out my hand right now to extend healing from your power from the name of Jesus to Kathy and Christine, dear God, to Cade, to the Colantro family, to Kiki, and God, I ask that you would hold back the weather. By your spirit, I say hold back the weather. And I tell the rain and the winds to cease to cease in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for this strategy for communion. I thank you for the protection of these children. And I just put up the posts around the walls that these children are protected from every attack of, of Satan, that our families are free indeed. That feels good. You need to keep doing it. Okay. From any attack of the enemy in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus, that you said all our children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of our children. In righteousness, we're established and we are far from oppression and we do not fear. We are far from terror. It shall not come near us. God, you said you created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. God, you said you've created the ravager to destroy, and no weapon that's fashioned against us will succeed. We refute every tongue that rises against us in judgment in Jesus' name. And this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, 
and their vindication from me, declares King Jesus. Lord God, you know the things that are on our hearts and just we put these things up to you in Jesus' name. We put those things before you. You don't pray, can I go get my dog? Yeah, Micah. In Jesus' name. And Lord Jesus, um, okay, you can go because that interrupted me. So I don't, I don't know. He has a statement. Okay, let's do Psalm ten. Yeah. Lord, do not prohibit the assembly of the saints. I say, do not let Satan prohibit the assembly of the saints. Satan, I put a stop on every attempt that you make to keep us from meeting. I just kick it. I just Mom, kick him on the eye, but I have I a question or statement. Okay, do you want information back, or are you telling me something? I'm telling you something. Okay, what? Um, can I ask Mike if I can ping my boys with him? Okay, that was... A question because you want information back. You want an answer. <laughs> yes. We only we have to raise our hand for at Bible time. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to kiss mommy if you're at um, Bible time. I, you're so cute. I love you. You're my baby. You just made a baby. <laughs> you're cute. Ow, you're pulling my hair too, boy. Okay, let's do Psalm 10. Are you ready? Are you ready? Why, oh Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wicked hotly pursue the poor. Let them be caught in the schemes they have devised. For the wicked boasts of the desires of his soul, and the one greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. His ways prosper at all times. Your judgments are in high, high out of his sight. As for all his foes, he puffs at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved throughout all generations. I shall not meet adversity. His mouth is filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue are mischief and iniquity. He sits in ambush in the villages. In hiding places, he murders the innocent. His eyes stealthily, stealthily watch for the helpless. He lurks in ambush like a lion in his thicket. He lurks that he may seize the poor. He seizes the poor when he draws them into his feet, his net. His, the helpless are crushed, sink down, and fall by his might. He says in his heart, God is forgotten. He has hidden his face. He will never see it. 
Are you good with Wednesday at 2? What? It's a little late to ask me. At Anne's? I mean, you were on the thread. Yeah, so I would have said something. Oh, okay. So I was asking you. Just now? No, on the thread. When I include you on a thre thread, it's so I, you... I assume. Okay. I just think it's funny. I thought it was funny if you were asking me now. For real. <laughs> Arise, O Lord, O God. Lift up your hand. Forget not the afflicted. Why does the wicked renounce God and say in his heart, you will not call to account? But you do see, for you know mischief and vexation, that you may take it into your hands. To you, the helpless commits himself. You have been the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evildoer. Call his wickedness to account till you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. Nations perish from his land. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice with the fatherless and the oppressed, so that the man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. Okay, I've got hiccups. Do I need to get off the You don't have to. That's a nice way to ask. Uh, I found them already. These were my Legos. I am making a Lego. Alright, let's see if you guys can tell me what this means. My son, fear the Lord and the King, and do not join with those who do otherwise. It means that if Fear the Lord and the King, and do not join with those who do otherwise. For disaster, here's why. Disaster will arise suddenly from them, and who knows the ruin that will come from them both. Disaster and ruin. Disaster and ruin. That's what happens if you mess with people who do not fear the Lord. Okay, so Hopi, can you hang out with people? And be good friends with people that don't fear the Lord? Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm. Not close friends. You can counsel them. You can try to help them. But it says do not join with them. You can be friends with them, but they're not going to give you advice. You're going to give them advice. It says do not join with them. Okay, these are all the sayings of the wise. Partiality in judging is not good. What is partiality? You're partial to something. You have like... If you like want something to happen. If you're a judge, you can't be mm. wanting one Look. person or the other because that could lead you to pervert. Yeah. Look. You can't... I'm pretty sure... Nice. It's a law that the judge can't be a Actually, Micah, that's true. Like, do you need this? It also means to like, to know or to recognize or to acknowledge. Um, so partiality in judging is not good. Whoever says to the wicked, you are in the right, will be cursed by peoples, abhorred by nations, and those who rebuke the wicked will have delight and a good blessing will come upon them. Okay, so let's see. 
If you say to somebody wicked, you're right. What happens? You'll be cursed by people, abhorred by nations. That means that they really hate hate. God says, rebuke the wicked. What does that rebuke mean? Correct them, yeah. Those who rebuke the wicked will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. Okay? Kisses the lips. Whoever gives an honest answer answer kisses the lips. Ew! I don't like kissing. Yeah, of course you like to give an honest answer. I don't like kissing mom. You don't like kissing? Yeah. You like kissing me? Yeah, only you. Only me? Yeah. I'm, I like kissing you. I am the best mommy for having children that want to kiss me. That is wonderful. Okay. This is called judgment and salvation. I was ready. This is Isaiah 65. Ready? Yeah. Okay, we're in season four, episode 156, Isaiah 65. I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all day, all the day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices. A people who provoke me to my face continually. Who's talking here? God. God. Yep. Sacrificing in gardens and making offerings on bricks, who sit in tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat pig's flesh and broth of tainted meat is in their vessels, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. Do you know what they are saying? They think these are proud people, that they're worshiping idols, and they're offending God. And God was saying, I was ready to be found by you. God was telling them, hey, here I am. But the people were proud, so they didn't acknowledge the Lord. Is it good to be proud? No. It is not. What does God say if we ignore him? Then you'll be bad stuff. He's sad. Sometimes he's angry. So then here's what God, what happened with God now. These are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all day, all the day. Behold, it is written before me. I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will indeed repay into their lap both your iniquities and your father's iniquities together, says the Lord. Do you know what that means? If your father is guilty of sin, you will suffer by it. If you are guilty of sin, your children will suffer by it. What does that mean to you? Don't be guilty of sin. Yes, you have to be pure so that your children are safe. He, but God said, both your iniquities and your father's iniquities together, say, says the Lord, because they made offerings on the hills and insulted me on the hills. Oh, wait. They made offerings on the mountains and insulted me on the hills. I will measure into their lap payment for their former deeds. Hope. What does it mean that God says, I'm going to pay them for their former deeds? Do you know why it's bad? 
because they are sinning. They are worshiping idols. And what does God say about worshiping idols? Hey, wait a minute. We're missing something. Answer me. Uh, mm, I'm mad at you, bad boy. Mm. What does God say about worshiping idols, Luke? God did not like it. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and they say, do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it. So I will do for my servants' sake. I will not destroy them all. I will bring forth offspring from Jacob and from Judah, possessors of my mountains. You're, You're interrupting me. Listen. Open your ears to listen. This is important. God is teaching us. Yeah, Holy Spirit, open our eyes and our hearts and our ears to understand what you're saying. He said, I will bring forth offspring from Jacob and from Judah, possessors of my mountains. My chosen shall possess it, and my servants shall dwell there. Sharon shall become a pasture for flocks, and the valley of Anchor a place for herds to lie down. For my people who have sought me, but you who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who set a table for fortune and fill cups of mixed wine for destiny, I will destine you to the sword. And all of you shall bow down to the slaughter, because when I called you, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not listen, but you did what was evil in my eyes and chose what I did not delight in. Thus says the Lord, God, behold, my servants shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but you shall be put to shame. Behold, my servants shall shall sing for gladness of heart, but you shall cry out for pain of heart and shall wail for breaking of spirit. You shall leave your name to my chosen for a curse, and the Lord God will put you to death, but his servants he will call by another name, so that he who blesses himself in the land shall bless himself by the, hand, by the God of truth, and he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth, because the former troubles are forgotten and are hidden from my eyes. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. What is he talking about? Um, oh, come on, man. What is he talking about? Talking about that um, he reunites stuff and makes them better again. Okay. He's talking about the end times. When he creates a new heaven and earth after Jesus comes back. He said, And the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. Okay, so he's going to forget all the bad stuff. And we're going to forget the bad stuff. He said, but be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old and the sinner a hundred years shall be accursed. Do you get it? 
He said, young men will live and sinners will die. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. You know, when it reminds me of another time in the Bible when God says, you'll be plowing the fields and grow your crops, but your enemies will get to eat those crops. Now he's saying, you'll get to eat that. Yeah. Um, if this is the Lego question, this is my first Lego man ever. That's a statement. That's a statement. <laughs> okay. Uh, no more shall there, there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old. You can put that in the middle. Thank you. Here, put it here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. That's how much in the middle. Thanks, dear. Um, and the young man shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be. And my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. And they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Do you know what the descendants means? <laughs> to children. Yeah, your children. Um, before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. And dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. All right. That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. There's one more chapter left in Isaiah, and then we're done with Isaiah. Yay! And then we get a um, present. Yeah. How about let's do but a video we, of Isaiah? We did. Can somebody get me the chronological Bible? Me, me, me. Thank you. What are you making, Luke? I'm making a wolf. I'm making an airplane with a tail. Wow. An airplane with a tail. That and must a head. be real special. But mostly it it gets messed I got up. the white Bible. I have to restart. Okay. Thank you. Okay. There. Now I need a tail. Hey. Yeah, we heard about how Herod killed John the Baptist. Remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because um, Herodias' daughter danced for him, and then he was a coward because mm -hmm. he wouldn't um, protect John the Baptist, even though he was not happy with that request that she made. Um, somebody who is right would have chastised her and said, um, you know, corrected her like, that's not right. You know what I mean? But he was too wimpy. And that's kind of crazy because he was the king. So no, even kings are wimpy. No, kings are king. Yeah, you're right. Okay, now here's the next part. Well, here's the second version of the same story. Herod had sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favor to Herodias. 
She had been his brother, Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John had kept telling Herod, so listen, here's the warning. It is against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. So Herodias bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. Look, this is Satan working. She bore a grudge. It's like she birthed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But without Herod's approval, she was powerless, for Herod respected John. And knowing that he was a good and holy man, what? he protected People him. People are Satan's. And, and there was one Satan left. And no God. And no brains. Luckily, <laughs> there will always be a God and brains. And persons. And persons. But we don't like Satan. Satan. We just kick him out of our faces. In the name of Jesus, we command him to go. And we kick him. And we kick the, 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 the evil spirit. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Herod was greatly, what'd you say? With the Holy Spirit. Herod was greatly disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. Do you get it? How Herod loved John? Herod really regarded even, like it's interesting because Herod didn't love Jesus, right? Herod didn't love the Lord, but Herod respected John. I think this is so interesting. He was disturbed when he talked with John, but he liked to listen to him. You know how that could happen? Because he detected, John is telling me the truth, even though I don't like to hear it, even though it, it offends some other kind of thing that I think. Right? John challenged Herod because he kept telling Herod, you're doing something wrong. God doesn't like that. Herod didn't like to hear it. It disturbed him, but then he knew something about John was holy, and he knew something about John was telling him the truth, and Herod was attracted to the truth. So I just find that very interesting. Herodias' chance, to fi- chance finally came on Herod's birthday. Okay, this is Herod's birthday. And so here is Herod's wife doing something she knows would upset her husband on his birthday. What a wicked wife she is. That is a wicked woman. He gave a party for his high government officials, army officers, and the leading citizens of Galilee. What would it be like to have your own wife do something that they knew upset you on your very birthday? That's horrible. Then his daughter, also named Herodias, came in and performed a dance that greatly pleased Herod and his guests. Ask me for anything you like, the king said to the girl, and I will give it to you. So this is a problem um, that Herod had. Herod should have known his, her character. He knew the character of his wife. I guarantee it. I guarantee that Herod knew what kind of wife he had. And he made the foolish mistake of giving his daughter, her daughter, carte blanche. That means a white page for you to write on. That was a mistake. That was foolish. He was probably drinking. Well, he was probably not in his right mind. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. He was making foolish decisions because of his impairment. Yeah, that's right. So, and then, so he made that foolish thing. uh, Trying to impress his uh, guests. Yeah, like, exactly. Trying to look good in front of other people. Yep. 
And he even vowed, I will give you whatever you ask up to half my kingdom. She went out and asked her mother, what should I ask for? So she's a young girl. You know that? Mm-hmm. She's not a very old. She doesn't know. She goes to ask her mom. Can I, can I just say something else? Uh-huh. This sounds a lot like Esther. Remember. Esther goes Thomas to ask Mordecai. Says, oh, uh-huh. I'll give you up to half my kingdom. Mm. He was drinking too. He was probably always drinking. Yeah. No, he. Sam, Samson also married a girl. Was Osiris? I don't think it was Osiris. The girl was not a demon. I think it was. But it she was, was doing I, bad I, things. She was probably motivated by a demon. But he, he wanted to kill him. Hmm. And then, know. so listen. Let's listen. So her mother told her, ask for the head of John the Baptist. Now, here's another problem. The girl Mm -hmm. should have said to her mom, that's a sin, mom. That's that's wrong. Parents are sinning. If your parents are sinning, they're not always right. And it's it's your responsibility also to tell your parents if they're sinning. Because this was another opportunity she could have said, mom, come on, that's wrong, right? Mm -hmm. But instead... She hurried back to the king and told him, I want the head of John the Baptist right now on a tray. Then, get this, the king deeply regretted what he had said, but because of the vows he had made in front of his guests, he couldn't refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. Now, do you think that if he said to his statesman there, um... This is evil. I respect this man. I'm not doing it. Do you think they would have thought Herod was a weak king? Or do you think they would have said, wow, you're wise? I don't know. Depends on what kind of man they were. Depends on what kind of men. You're right. Yep. So the soldier beheaded John in the prison, brought his head on a tray, and gave it to the girl who took it to her mother. Now here's another question. When that soldier took off John's head... Do you think that soldier also had a choice? Yeah. He also had a choice to kill or not. John's death or his death. Mm-hmm. So he also had a choice. Yep. Um, so he had to do this disgusting thing. And then do you he think that there were... to. Right. Do you think that there were consequences for him? No. Yes. I think there were probably consequences for him in the spiritual realm. Even on his children, because we just read that, right? The sins of the father go down to the children. So that's a, a real sorrow that he also did not stand up for the truth and protect his, himself and his children. When John's disciples heard what happened, they came to get his body and buried it in a, in a tomb. Okay, so let's see. We heard now this story, and Mark gave us a lot more details about Herod and and all the the, the places where this could have been changed. All these different decision makers. Palestine was divided into four territories. They each had a different ruler. Herod Antipas, called Herod in the Gospels, was ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip ruled over Trachonitis and Ituria. Philip's wife was Herodias, but she had left him to marry Herod Antipas. Okay, so it was Philip that she had left. Do you know that's adultery, right? Yeah, and when John confronted the two, John the, John, um, the Baptist. No, he wasn't the Baptist. It was John the disciple. He he was had a like he was 
saying, hey, hey, you're going to get yourself in trouble. That's wrong, right? John confronted them. Herodias said, I'm going to kill him. So instead of trying to get rid of her sin, she tried to get rid of the one who brought it to public attention. And this is... Ex- it was John the Baptist? Yeah. Yes, John the Baptist was the one. Yeah, I was right. Hope he was right. The one Thank you. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, you're right. Uh, yeah, I'm right. It was right there. No, I was right. It was right there in front of me, and I didn't really. So that's different than John the Beloved, right? The what? Never heard of him. Daddy? Huh? That's yeah. different than John the no, Beloved. John, that's the guy who wrote John. Okay, okay, okay. So. Thank you. Thank you all. Okay, so this is exactly also what the religious leaders were trying to do to Jesus. Remember how um, Gordon had the vision that you're on a seesaw with Jesus? Uh, Okay. Christians today face a world of moral compromise. Secular powers set standards that correspond to majority vote. You know that means that the media that you want to watch, friends, culture, TV, shows, YouTube, games, what's in the mall, they're all secular, mostly secular rules and standards. But Christian standards begin and end in the word of God. So to be faithful to God's word... You must stand up against what is morally wrong. You must choose your battles. You have to start with prayer for wisdom, and then you have to pray for courage. Do you understand that? And once your battle is chosen, you speak and act as a faithful follower of the living God and witness with strength, move mountains with faith. Remember the mustard seed? Remember the mustard seed? The mustard seed. You have to have faith. You overcome with love and show the compromised world a little bit of John's fortitude and faith because this is in you. And Herod arrested John the Baptist under pressure from his wife and his evil advisors. Even though he respected John's integrity, he had John killed because of the pressure. What you do under pressure shows what you're really like, okay? So if you really love the Lord, even under pressure, are you going to quit? No. You will keep going. As a ruler under Roman authority, Herod had no kingdom to give. The offer of half his kingdom, this is interesting, was Herod's way of saying he would give Herodias' daughter almost anything she wanted. And when Herodias asked for John's head, Herod would have been greatly embarrassed in front of his guests guests if he denied her request because words are powerful. And because they can lead to great sin, we need to use our words with care. We got to think before we say stuff. You can't just go off shooting your mouth, right? Pew, pew, pew. pew. (laughs) Herod, along with many others, wondered who Jesus really was. He was unable to accept Jesus' claim to be God's son. Many people made up their own explanation for his power and authority. Herod thought Jesus was John the Baptist come back to life. How did he think Jesus was John the Baptist come back to life and then he took his head off? 
While those who were familiar with the Old Testament thought he was Elijah, what? He took John's head off. It says here, it said in the commentary, Herod thought Jesus was John the Baptist come back to life. Yeah, he chopped John the Baptist's head off, and then he thought he came back to life and was Jesus. He didn't chop Jesus' head off. Okay. Those who were, okay. Uh, Still others believe that Jesus was a teaching prophet in the tradition of Moses, Isaiah, or Jeremiah. Today, people have to still make up their minds about Jesus. Some think that if they can name what he is, a prophet, a teacher, a good person, they can weaken the power of his claim on their lives. But what they think does not actually ever change who Jesus really is. Okay, so let me tell you about a little more about Herod. What? How does knowing what something is make it weaker? Well, they try to demote him from God to just a person. And if they're not, if he's not God, then you don't have to listen to him, right? To to quote Arius. Do your research, Niles. Niles. Okay. Okay. Um, Most people don't like having their sins pointed out, especially in public. The shame of being exposed is stronger than the guilt of sin sometimes. Herod's ruthless ambition was public knowledge, as was his illegal marriage to his brother's wife, Herodias. John the Baptist made Herod's sin a public issue. John had been preaching in the wilderness, and thousands flocked to hear him. Herodias wanted John silenced, so Herod imprisoned John. Okay, so instead of killing him, he put him in prison at first. Herod liked John. John was probably one of the few people he met who spoke only, only the truth to him. But you know a lot of people around kings flatter them? But the truth about his sin was a bitter pill to swallow. He didn't want John constantly reminding the people of their leader's sinfulness. Maybe Micah can so I can read to you. I could do my job and then maybe Micah can help you. Eventually, Herodias forced his hand and John was executed. And upon hearing about Jesus, Herod was immediately reminded of John. Okay, this is what you were saying. He didn't want to repeat the mistake he made with John, so he tried unsuccessfully to threaten Jesus just before his final journey to Jerusalem. And when the two met briefly during Jesus' trial, Jesus would actually not speak to him. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Herod responded with spite and mocking. Having rejected the messenger, it was easy to reject the Messiah. So look, he rejected John the Baptist, the messenger, right? Mm -hmm. So then he also just rejected the Messiah. For each person, God reveals himself uniquely. He uses his word, various circumstances, our minds, even other people to get our attention. He's persuasive and persistent, but he never forces himself. And to miss or resist God's message is always a tragedy. I have a statement. How aware are you of God's attempt to enter your life? I prefer to miss it than say no to it. I have a statement. Because if you don't know about it and you do bad stuff, then God doesn't hold you accountable. Because you didn't know. So. But if you do know. Then it is. Because... To quote James 1 5, I think. Um, no, it's not James 1 5, it's. I don't know what it is, but 
There's a verse in some Watch the Cat, New Testament, I think, book. If you know what's right, but don't do it, it's sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, Hopi? Um, can I ask my question? No, wait for a minute. Have you welcomed God into your life? Okay. Luke, have you welcomed God into your life? You want to? Okay, say, dear Jesus. Oh, wait, let's have Daddy come. Daddy, Luke wants to ask Jesus into his heart. Hold Daddy's hand. Say, you Jesus. Yeah, I am. Okay. So. She got me a hundred dollar robot for doing it. That was for your baptism. Yeah, and I didn't even know. Yeah. Okay. So, let's see. Herod Antipas. Here's some of the cool stuff he did. He built the city of Tiberias and oversaw architectural projects. He ruled over Galilee for the Romans. Here are his mistakes and weaknesses. He was consumed with his quest for power. That's a problem. He put off decisions. So like he delayed making decisions or he made the wrong ones under pressure, right? He divorced his own wife to marry the wife of his half-brother, Philip. He put John the Baptist in prison and ordered his execution. He had a part in the execution of Jesus. We can learn from his life. What lessons can we learn? What can you learn about ruling? I have other thing. Don't become a pastor. Don't become a Patrick. A Patrick? What do you mean? Recently, we watched this on this one. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll tell you. A life motivated by ambition. What normally happens? It will not work, except in the case of Alexander the Great, but he died early, so it still didn't work. Okay, a life motivated by ambition, yes, is usually characterized by self-destruction. Okay? He didn't self-destruct himself, though. I think he got sick and died. Well, God, that's... Okay, sin, when it's full-grown, leads to death. So we do make decisions. And when we make decisions to follow sin, it leads to death. Opportunities to do good usually come in the form of choices. You make a choice to do good. doesn't just happen, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Here are some of his vital statistics. He lived in Jerusalem. His job was the Roman ruler of the regions of Galilee and Perea. His father was called Herod the Great. His mother was Malthus. Malthus. His first wife was the daughter of Aretas IV. His second wife was Herodias. He was alive when John the Baptist was alive. Jesus was alive and Pilate was alive. Remember Pontius Pilate? And then... Uh, the, the most important part of this verse might be that Herod was, or the most important verse about his life might be, Herod was greatly disturbed when he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. 
He should have realized that and turned to Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. He should have turned himself to the Lord. Yeah.